All right, we're recording? Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. Vibes are pretty good in Leafland after that one, I oh, got to say. Yeah. As always, joined by Josh and Jason. How's it going? We're buzzing. 7-0. Seven, oh. Seven, nothing. So wow. the Leafs the Leafs have played three games since our last podcast, right? Was Do they play Dallas? That no. was... Okay, that was, if you include that, that day, game. the Leafs are currently on a 21 to four run in the last four games. Thir- in terms and all of four goals were scored by one team. Correct. They have and three shutouts in their last four games. And Crazy. how were those, f- like, most of those four goals? You tell me. Soft? Not good. Yeah. Like very soft. That Noah Hannafin goal was terrible, but just incredible. Like, what can you knock them for this week, really? Not much, honestly. Not beating the hell out of Zegris earlier? Like, <laughs> that'd be my only knock. I, yep. After that game, what a little rat. I'm sorry. Like, buddy. Also, isn't he the guy who got hit in front and then, like, the Ducks wanted to, like, change the rules of everything in the league? When he, remember that? he got, Or was that Terry who got sucker punched? It, it was, was Troy Terry, it was Terry it was and Terry. he came out afterwards. He's like, yeah. that's a garbage play. Yeah, he shouldn't yeah. be doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddy, what about your cross-check on David Camp going after David Camp at 7 nothing? <laughs> I I don't know. Like, <laughs> That's crazy. They're supposed to be this rebuilding, up-and-coming team. 7-0, that's the time they decide to start showing the least bit of yeah, fight. Yeah, that was a little little odd, eh? Like, mm. y- you could have shown fight in any of the previous 55 minutes of the game. You got I shut d- out in back-to-back games. Outscored 10 nothing in yeah. Ontario. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Um, but, yeah, let's, let's get into the three games. I mean, let's talk about the Ducks game first. That one's the freshest one. A little 7 nothing banger over the Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks, now, this game, going into this game, correct me if I'm wrong, they were minus 500. The Leafs were minus 500. The Leafs were minus 500 to win this game. That's correct. So in terms of odds, what what is that? Is that (sighs) 75% or is it? uh, Minus 500? Yeah. More, like 85%. 85% to win this. So, like, if you put money on the Ducks, you were coming away with a lot of money. Unfortunately, you didn't even come close. Nope. From the drop of the, actually, from the drop of the puck, you did note something, Josh. Mm. The Ducks got the a bit of action to start. What happened? It looked like it was going to be a little bit of a sleepy game for the Leafs. Yeah, the Leafs gave up like the first two or three shots of the game. <laughs> they and, did, uh, and they did, and it was a uh oh, here we go again. We've seen this before. The Leafs are supposed to win. The other teams. In last place, one regulation win, played the night before. We've seen this one before. Uh-oh. And the Leafs smashed them. Smashed. From that point I wasn't even close. On. Quicker, None. smarter, more physical, everything. It was, wow. I, that was, like, probably the most lopsided game to watch live. in a, like, I don't know when the last time I saw a game like that. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, a luck thing. They, like, they were just significantly better. On in all facets than the Ducks, like the Leafs did whatever they wanted in the neutral zone in in this game. It was insane. Like, is they're basically breaking out on air the whole night. It was unbelievable. They looked really good. And it wasn't just like oh, the, you got your your Nylanders breaking out. Your Mar- it was everyone. everyone. Pontus Holmberg, Joey Anderson go for a skate. Pierre Engvall, what a night from him, Alex. Zero goals at five on five going into this game. Kerfoot had two tonight. He looked like a rock star out there. It was but, insane. Also, yeah. 
all situations, John Tavares had a, a goal and a half expected on his own tonight. <laughs> That's How crazy. wild is that? Oh, my God. Let's look at this events. I no, mean, they, they got smoked. I, I'll tell you right now, watching from the TV, I know you guys were at the game. Like they, like they have zero structure. The Ducks are terrible. In the neutral zone. It's insane. At one point, they were literally all three forwards were defending in a straight line. It's like I, I, I said to Joey in the second intermission. I, I I like Dallas Eakins. He's like he coached the Marlies. He got a bad draw in Edmonton. We saw him. We saw him game. going he into was, the platinum lounge, lost. which was odd. <laughs> um, I think he's gonna get. He might get get the boot after this game i think seeing him before the game though was a little bit of a, a sign to things to come the guy was just lost like <laughs> but like the know. team he was probably asking do you guys have any jobs <laughs> that no, team has no umph at all zero umph. and he's a coach who the current gm pat verbeek who was only hired last year so i don't know how much blame you want to put towards him in terms of how this team is built but again he inherited eakins as his coach and you're gonna assume he's even if the Ducks were like a fringe playoff team this year, he'd probably f- hire his own coach eventually. Mm-hmm. But, oh, God. they, I, My God. They're bad. They're really bad. That's the yeah. worst team the Leafs have played all, like for sure. Well, it makes sense that they only have one re- win in regulation when you watch them play. Which is insane, by the way. Yeah, like, they could, they, I believe their goal differential is now minus 50. That might crazy. even be minus 60. It's one of the two. I don't want to say it so, wrong if you want to look it up. Does he even last the season? That's I'm. He could get fired tomorrow. I'm not kidding. The The Ducks took a little bit longer to come out of the tunnel, and we thought it was because they were firing Dallas Eakins <laughs> during the intermission. On the spot, maybe. It it looked so bad. Sorry, just, minus 60 goal differential. Minus That's terrible. 60. I yeah. have a question for you guys. John Gibson obviously looked hurt, right? He looked he was, like he was hurt. He was hurt. Yeah, like, yeah. Seems like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were peppering him, so I don't blame him. It feels like he. It feels like if you're a goalie in that situation, you feel extremely hung out to dry. I feel like by your entire team at that point, but probably he's hurt as well. There, so, on that note, yes, good unintentional segue. <laughs> it was the first goal I want to say, the one that slid through Gibson's five hole on the yep. pass across. The Kerfoot, the Kerfoot goal. So uh, on that play, if you look at it, like Gibson is way too far out of the crease on that one way too far out challenging the shot the pass comes across as a result he kind of has this extra stretch across to get to that to get to the pass and then Kerfoot's able to slide it through the five hole why is he over challenging well he obviously doesn't trust his defense and it's just it it showed tonight I mean they were terrible out there and I mean once he came in he came out and Dostal was in it was the floodgates just came wide open on that one. They hung that poor kid out to dry. Yeah, I feel bad for him. But yeah, not not really. But but yeah, t- tough spot to be in there for him. Um, for sure. For any sure. other notes from this game or uh, some depth scoring, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so I was thinking about that, and I feel like we're going to touch on this later because obviously the depth scoring has been there for the past couple of games, but I feel like tonight they definitely came out but how much weight do we put into it when it's against like we said first of all a, a backup goalie and against uh like half the th- half the goals are against a backup goalie and against a team that's essentially down and out like do we put a lot of stock into them scoring now is it just positive regression Maybe. at a really odd time like what is it so you can look at it that way you can also look at it and say hey like maybe now there's some confidence i mean yeah Pierre Engvall wasn't playing well this year at all but now he's starting to look more like what Pierre Engvall was last year. Maybe there's that. I mean, Pontus Holmberg, this is his rookie season. Like, add a little bit of confidence to him, even though he was he was playing pretty well, I would say, before that, on top of that, too. Like, 
I mean, yeah, to your note with depth scoring, like I was ready to come in and say, yeah, crazy how the Leafs got, I mean, they're five points or their five goals against Calgary on Saturday. Five of them were Nylander points, which tells you where they were all coming from. Yeah. But when you look at this Leafs team, four players, well, I'm going to exclude Nick Robertson as we'll get into his injury later. So three players had zero points in these last three games. One of them was Wayne Simmons, who played horrific on Saturday. One of them was Timothy Lilgren, who is playing very well. And the other one is Dennis Malgin, who has eight shots on net and has been he's been he's been looking all right. I mean it's just yeah. hasn't been dropping for him for But I, I will say I I do think there is some credence to what Jason said. Like Kerfoot's second goal the amount of space well, he had to shoot that, oh my God. like if like again, I don't want to make everything about the playoffs. Like you don't even get half, no, no, you don't get a quarter of the amount of time he had to shoot that puck. That was just horrific, embarrassing defending. Honestly, yeah, it's a great true. shot by Kerfoot, but I mean, an NHL player who has literally three seconds from the high slot to just walk in and pick a corner, like a lot of them are going to score that. But the thing is, Kerfoot wasn't scoring that, so we got to give him credit for scoring, for yeah, finishing. You're right, exactly. And Engvall had a great shot as well. Yep, Engvall had some. Engvall had oh, a goal tonight. Goal and an assist. Goal and an assist tonight. But also had a couple shots on top of that, too, where he looked pretty good. Like, I mean, hopefully this builds some confidence. I mean, Engvall's goal, to continue on Engvall, his goal against L.A. was nasty. A little curl and drag on Jonathan Quick there through a screen on the far side there. That was a nice little rip. Very and nice. then uh, showed some, call it some some grit and got kicked out. I didn't think game. that was a sp- suspendable play. I don't. I don't think he was trying to cross, slash no, him in the head. No. He did slash him in the head. He slashed him in the crown of the back of his Bauer helmet. Like that was in terms of the dangerous plays we see in the NHL. That's surprising to be a suspension. But yeah, got the crowd into it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Got, yeah, got the crowd booing Sean Dursey. That was fantastic. That's With tough. Tough bounce for him having two hundred people <laughs> here against Dursey. Like. I don't know how many people watch these little scrums that happen. Dersey was yeah, like Zegris tonight. Every time he came by a leaf, cross-check, slash in the back, cross-check. And then when someone challenges you, you act like, oh, I can't believe that happened. I just, I don't get that. Sorry. Michael Bunting was losing it Michael on Bunting was losing on Shattenkirk tonight, too, at the oh, end of the yeah. game. Like, Deservedly so. Shattenkirk yeah. ripped off David Camp's helmet as he was falling, too. Like He was pinned up against the boards. He ripped off his helmet, threw it, and then started feeding him some shots. That's... Textbook, what that's you're not allowed to be, do. Yeah. That's got to be suspendable. Hundred percent. Like, like, I don't know. Surprising from Shattenkirk too. Like that was really, really surprising. Weird on that part, but yeah. Uh, in terms of the Anaheim game, another Ilya Samsonov shutout. This guy's this playing week. great. He's playing solid. A little bit of a concern. At the end of the second period, he looked. He looked wobbly. Yeah, they showed it on the replay, but I think. I don't know what it was. And I, he got up and he faced the next. I don't know. Yeah. He I'm, does that sometimes. It's really odd. Give him give him two games, three games to rest. Uh, it's all good. Oh, they, they can't afford to do that. Why not? Well, because then what happens? To Matt, Murray, Matt Murray can't start three games in a row. Okay. Plays two games in a row then. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Depends on the injury. Let's, all I'm saying is let's lean towards the like safer side than rush him back. That's all I'm trying to say. I think he's fine. They don't play again until Saturday. He, didn't, if he's he, not he fine, looked fine in the third period. Too. Sorry, he won't play again. He, they play oh, Thursday, okay, okay. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll play Thursday. Okay. You got to give him Thursday. Come on, give him like 
No, they're going to go back to Murray. The Murray got a shot. They Murray. went to Samsa. That's true. That and is a good and guess who they're playing on Saturday? Just guess. Don't look. Just guess for Samsung. Who would make sense that it Washington. would? Washington. In Washington? It's in Washington. I thought goalies. So maybe, but don't do that. Maybe he doesn't want that. Maybe because they're, they're going to give him a video. Maybe he doesn't want to be in net during that video. Nah, he'll, he'll be. They're not giving Ilya Samsonov a video. He was there three seasons. Okay, what do you mean? Like, okay, and? They give everyone. They, the Leafs give everyone a well, video. Well, the Leafs are insane well, for doing that. They only give the, wasn't, isn't this his second time back? Or was he hurt when? We, no, I, thought we, I thought we played no, them we earlier played in the year. in Toronto. Oh, true. Okay. That so that's sense. where it made sense that they started him there. Yeah. Samsonov played 89 games for the Caps. He's not getting a video. That's video worthy. 89 games. That's not games. video worthy. And he didn't. Are we giving Colin missed. Blackwell a video? Yeah, that was one season. It, so who would be another? It'd be like Ilya Mikheyev. He shouldn't get a video. Why would Ilya Mikheyev get a video? Did the least play Vancouver in Toronto? Yeah. Did he get a video? I don't think was so. Was he injured? He might have been injured, actually. I think he was injured. I don't know. I, don't know. Hmm. I can't remember. Anyways. Who's another one? Who's another Leaf that got a <laughs> Did video? Did Zaitsev get a video when he came back to the Leafs? Definitely not. Yeah. I def- definitely not. I, swear I, they, I they don't know the Roman answer. Roman Polak one. Is Jack Campbell going to get a video? I thought yes, I saw- Jack Campbell will. They gave Roman pa- Polak one. Insane. They did. They're I also, swear to God, I was at that game. It doesn't have to be a video. It could just be like a camera on a guy. Like it's, There's difference, right? Yeah. Yeah, there is that. I like this is like an off-topic thing. This is a funny thing. Like, who deserves a video? <laughs> who is video? Well, I, I don't think Jack Campbell deserves a video. I don't. No. No. Didn't play enough games he for us. He played 77 games for the Leafs. It's three seasons. <laughs> if Joey Anderson comes back next year, does he get a video? He's no. played three seasons with the Leafs. <laughs> yeah, he's played like 14 games. Yeah, and Jack Campbell played seven. Jack. He'll get a video for the Marlies. Jack Cam- does Jack Campbell deserve a video? No. Got to put it. Uh, got, we got to put it to a poll, honestly. What? We got to put it to a poll. Oh. Oh You're a video God. SL. I'm not going to finish the word, but. Yeah. I mean, it is also about like game presentation. Right. If if I'm there and they give Jack Campbell a video, I'm not standing up. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm you're, staying in my seat. You're gonna have to boo him then. Well, I, well he's probably not even gonna play when he comes yeah, here. Yeah, no, he would not. <laughs> at this rate, right now, what's his numbers at? We might we might be yeah, getting I, a. I don't even want to say. Would he get a Marley's video? Who? Jack Campbell, saying saying he's playing the NHL. <laughs> I don't. He hasn't played. Did he oh, play tonight? Actually, the, would the, the Toronto Marlies give Jack Campbell <laughs> a video? What would the Condors get here? <laughs> Seven and six. That's all that matters, right? Wait, hold up. The Oilers played tonight. They won he six three. Do you think he played? Yesterday? He did not. He didn't. Yeah. Stewie was in that because Stuart Skinner played well against Minnesota Jack Campbell. Played. Game. He did. Probably his best game of the year. Honestly, a nine oh six save percentage tonight. Twenty one, thirty twenty nine saves on thirty two shots. Wow, that'll knock up that four twelve goals against average on yeah. eight seven. Good for him. That's good. That's. Yeah. Zach, speaking of Leafs, who probably did get a video, Zach Hyman had a hat trick tonight. Ooh. He'll get a video. He's not already bad. gotten one, I believe. Um, yeah, they played here last year. Wouldn't doubt it. Yes. Um, to continue on off-topic conversations. Um, Wait, maybe they didn't. Didn't they, didn't they play McDavid in the bubble when there was no fans? You're right. Hyman might get a video this year. He, they, I know last year when McDavid came, there was no fans. There was no fans. No, they but they still, they still did a video. They still did a video. They did a video, yeah. and they did it for Frederick Anderson, too. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Yeah. What anyway, was you Video saying? Gate 2022. Video Gate 2022. Oh, I had an off-topic conversation. Oh, did um to bring up more off-topic stuff. Off-topic things, yeah. Um, the what was it? Tim and Sid or Tim and Friends tweeted. Tim and Friends on uh, from their Twitter account. I don't know. Whatever. Who? Whoever. Someone tweeted. Friends probably. Who who has the best four top four? Who has a better top four than the Leafs in the league right now? Um, the Edmonton Oilers account ever so humbly replied and said that Hyman, McDavid, Drysaitel, and Nugent Hopkins have thirty-one more points than the Leafs top four. I think we should discuss this. Who has a better top four? The Leafs have a better four in terms of balance of the four players. The Oilers have the best two players. Of any team. The best one player. No, two players. Right. Who has a better second player to McDavid than Dreisaitl? I really think Mitch Marner is pushing his way in that and conversation. Then, okay, okay. It's pushing his way in the conversation. McDavid's still much better than Austin Matthews. Yeah. So yeah. then there's not a two better players. Okay, fine. Yeah. Especially, that, like, uh, last year I think Matthews played better than McDavid for stretches. This year McDavid almost has double 100%. the points. Yeah. Almost and almost, I think he has double the goals that he has. Matthews didn't score tonight. McDavid, McDavid has, has 26 goals. Matthews is 15. So he's 26 now. That's how many at, points did he put up tonight? I think he had four. 59. Oh. He has 59 points. Matthews is 35. Oh my god. That and Drysaddle is 51. Like he had five. Po- oh my. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's I, I. I'm in total agreement with that. Like the top two are just far and above the best duo also, in the NHL. Side pot. Like so you're gonna say the Leafs have a better four, right? I like the Leafs better four because like it's it's more well rounded. I agree, Jason. Do you agree with that? Yeah, of course. And Offense at, and defense. And Absolutely. at the end of the day, the only freaking team that would argue this is the Edmonton Oilers. Like, who cares? We all lose in the playoffs, anyways. Who cares whose four is better? That's what they said on Overdrive. Okay, you have the best four. We have the best two. Um, you Tampa the has the best seven. Six. Colorado has the best nine. Like, who we were, cares? We were respected in the handshake. Yeah, like who <laughs> cares? Like, and the funny thing is, Brian Hayes just tweeting, watching Saturday night. Nylander has five points. Matthew scores one. I think he scored two, one or two, one. whatever. Taveras and Marner have multi-point games. He's like, yeah, this is a great four-pack of players. He's probably had a couple Miller lights. Yeah. And then Edmund, oh, no, no, you're forgetting about us. Like, relax. Like, Ed- who cares? Like, honestly, who cares? I think, well, they do because Which is insane. What else is there to do in Edmonton? Uh, who has better goalies? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Wow. Hey. Can't wait for, can't wait till they sign Matt Murray in two years and <sighs> wash, rinse, rece- repeat, baby. But, yeah, I thought it was... A very silly debate, especially for the team's Twitter account. That's insane. To get into and then not delete right away. <laughs> <laughs> they they kept that up. So just something that I, I thought would I would bring up. Can you guys guess how many power play points Connor McDavid has this year? I know I looked and yesterday. He had like thirty five yesterday, so he's probably got like thirty five. Twenty eight yesterday, right? Twenty nine. Oh, twenty nine. Twenty nine and twenty three. Yeah. That's great. Twenty nine games. Or thirty games it's now. Crazy. That's really good. But yeah, just running hot on that power play, baby. But anyways, um, so in terms of the Anaheim game, I don't think there was much else to say. Um, just a very poo-poo team, to say the least. Which is different than L.A.'s. Blow, not to skip the Calgary game, but yeah. L.A., they blew out L.A., and that L.A.'s not bad, really. They're not. They're kind of struggling with some goaltending, but they're like a f- 13 to 18th best team in the league yeah. area, right? They're probably going to slightly, maybe slightly miss the playoffs. Yeah. But like to beat a team like that is impressive. Yes, yeah, they handedly handedly beat a team like that, and that was all 
the momentum of that game was from Zach Aston Reese. Zach Aston Reese hits Arthur Kaliev in the middle of the ice. Very clean. Very clean. Blake Lazat is not happy with that. Who Blake Lazat's not a bad hockey player. And you know what he does, which a lot of people would be is, uh, think is an honorable thing, is he goes, he slashes Aston. Zach Aston Reese after hitting, which Kaliev's a young player, 22 years old, like Lazat a little older, slashes him and fights him. Gets dusted in the fight, too. Takes an extra penalty, and the Leafs score three goals in a minute after that. And there's the game. So Tough break. Like, I understand. Lazat is like a pure energy guy. Yeah, it's, yeah. And so when you see Arthur Kelly, you have a younger player who's he's four years younger than uh, Blake Lazat is four years older than Arthur Kaliev. When you see your guy get knocked out, like knocked pretty hard like that, obviously, like you do want to try to switch that momentum. But here's the thing: like you have to know, you have to know yourself, right? You really have to know yourself. Blake Lazat is five foot eight. You're not like. I'm sorry, if you got into a fight with a random person at a grocery store, I have a hard time believing you would win that fight too, let alone <laughs> an NHL athlete. Also, by the way, happy birthday, Blake Lazat. His birthday today. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he was actually, honestly, a good player. He's like a good fourth-line player. Yeah. Sim- very similar to Colin Blackwell. Good skating, like chips in offensively a little bit, but yeah, just an awful time. To pick that fight. And the funny part is you watch. I, I was at that. Luckily at that game too. When they get out of the penalty box after the craziness of the five minutes they're in. The Leafs are banging on their yeah. the boards. Fired up for Aston Reese. And Lazar kind of just quietly skates back to his bench. <laughs> which is unfortunate because again he stood up for a teammate. But <laughs> yeah. that really swung that game. <laughs> it just turned the topsy turny. It's kind of like you remember game two of the playoffs with Wayne Simmons. Like, why is Wayne Simmons in the lineup? Like, oh, stand up for your teammates, brings in force. Uh, take two penalties. And he took two penalties and was terrible. Why was he in the lineup Saturday? Same thing. What happened? Took two penalties. He negated one penalty by taking a, unnecessarily unnegated a penalty and then took another penalty that was very unnecessary. He's taken a and, lot of penalties when he's and And he had a bad turnover that led to Matt Murray having to go Superman slide to get that puck out of danger there. But, yeah, so not a great game from Wayne Simmons. But, yeah, an interesting little caveat. A little game within the game. Another game yeah. within the game there that, uh, <laughs> and, that really swung that and one. And can I throw one more game within the game that we yeah. saw from Calgary? Yeah. Whoever the Leafs started in three-on-three in that game. Oh, my God. So we had this discussion a few weeks ago. I think it was just Jason and I on the podcast. After the Leafs lost – well, you could – after they lost to New Jersey, after they <laughs> lost to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay as well. Like, just the puck management was horrific. The Leafs lost six in a row in overtime, and their puck management in every single game was horrible. I don't know if they're afraid of taking an offside or whatever the issue was. They just kept giving the puck away and forcing it into tight areas in three-on-three. Three. Just the most unnecessary time to do so. And Sheldon Keefe just went, oh, yeah, baby, it's big brain time. Our big guys absolutely stink in overtime. He put out Timothy Lilgren, Rasmus Sandin, and David Kampf. And <laughs> right off the face off, Rasmus Sandin got high stick. Three seconds in, high stick by Jonathan Big Huberto. brain move. 
and the Leafs go on the power play, and they score, and they win. And when asked about it, Sheldon Keefe said, yeah, Sandin was the perfect height to get high sticks. No, he didn't say that. I believe. That's hilarious. Look that up. I, I believe you. I might I, be making it, but I believe he said that, like sheepishly. And then Daryl Sutter said, oh, it's the Leafs, it's Saturday. Obviously, they're going to get the calls. And then Calgary proceeded to take like five penalties again two against nights ago against Montreal and lose. If you high stick someone in the face. And they're, they're bleeding. They're going to call the penalty. And they're bleeding. What's funny is also like, they actually got a break with those high those. Remember the double high stick, the bunting. Yeah, yeah because there were two high sticks on that play. Yeah. Yes. What ended up happening was it was a, it was a two minute power play, right? Yeah. Uh, when it should have been, it should have been like five a on five three. on three for two minutes, and then they couldn't figure out how to who to go in the box. Crazy. They're like actually Austin Matthews has to start on the bench. Yeah. And then they just put him right back out. It was okay. So wait, he was but bleeding, right? He was bleeding. So, so it was an automatic four, four minute. But like they, 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 they confused it and they 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 put the guy who did it on bunting in the box. It. Yeah, they fully bundled it. I don't it's know crazy. what the hell happened there. But on top of that, they missed one. Dennis Malgan had to go to the room and get his face fixed <laughs> because they high sticked him and they didn't call that one. I don't believe they called that one. So crazy. I don't know, Daryl. What are you watching out there? Your goalie's not stopped the puck. I'll tell you that for free. Darth Vader gonna stifle the Leafs. I saw those tweets that were happening. Darth Vader gonna stifle. He did kind of last year, but who cares? That's last year. Anywho, um, some additional notes that we have. Um, apparently, we got an, a freaking player in Connor Timmins. He had three assists tonight. Do you he know? Total th- oh, he got the third. Yeah. Nice. I saw a stat. It was from Kyle Cushman on Twitter. I don't remember exactly what it said, but do you know the last time that? Connor Timmons had a three-point night. Probably in June. It was Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. <laughs> Against the Kitchener Rangers, they won 8-2. And he had three uh, someone wow. said this is a, could be a cheap Justin Hall replacement, and I think that's not inaccurate. Passes the puck very well. He does. Good wow. stick. The pass to Marner off the boards to cause the second goal was very nice. That was a very, very nice pass. Yes. Uh, like he just he, Every time the puck got chipped into the defensive zone and he was on it, it was almost like a – well, it was Anaheim, and Anaheim just decided that, hey, we, we're not going to – we're not forechecking. We're not forechecking. Yeah. I hate to keep going back to this game. They didn't do anything, like no forecheck, no rush play, no backchecking, nothing. What are you talking about? They had rush plays. Skate to the blue line, <laughs> try to deke through both defensemen, yeah, and then lose bad. it and have it go the that other way. Bad. Twice in a row. Stay hot, Troy Terry. Stay hot, uh, Trevor Zegers. Watch him go on a run after this. They probably will. <laughs> they probably will. But, yeah, Connor Timmons, four points in three games this week. Um, he had another a nice assist in there as well. I, I want to say he's up to five points with the Leafs now. I think it's around there, yeah, for sure. Something like that. All strengths. But regardless, he's like four f- points. He's competent. When uh, Do I got to bring it up? What? Or are you going to bring it up? What? D- the Leafs record without Morgan Riley. Oh, I mean, ten zero and one is that what it is, or nine nine zero and one, or ten zero and one? Has there ever been a stretch where the Leafs have gotten three shutouts in a ten ten game period? How about three shutouts in a four game period? Okay, because <laughs> I know that's a no that has not happened recently. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I heard it on the radio, by the way. Did really? You hear it too? I did not hear that. No, I don't know. You're I, not in a cap crunch this year. You're not going to make the move at the deadline. But do you consider trading Morgan Riley? Wow. Was from one of the prominent radio shows on, in the Toronto media market. Can I share a text message that I sent to my friend over the summer? No, because you, no. 
I'm going to share it anyway. Okay. So I, I told him every day I wake up and I think to myself, could the Leafs have moneyballed Morgan Riley? And I feel like when you say moneyballed, what do you mean? Well, oh, like, oh, like make up his like value with less amount of like dollars. Oh, they, they, the they're doing it with like one million dollars. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> what was it? You're not going to be able to find a player to replace Johnny Damon. You have to find the sum of the parts exactly. to replace Johnny Damon. Exactly. I, the crazy thing is I think they might have a player that can replace Morgan Riley on the Leafs. I think it's they're nine zero and one. Nine zero and one. Okay. Only loss coming to Tampa Bay, which was, you know, they should have had that. And one. honestly, I don't want to bag on Morgan Riley because I think he's a good player and he, he's going to come back and probably help the Leafs. But hundred percent. Again, it goes back to a year ago today when they signed that deal, which was a completely unnecessary extension. Someone else will give him more in free agency. No one would have given That's him more. No. Look at John Klingberg. He ended up with one million over seven years. Sorry. <laughs> Seven million over a single year oh in Anaheim. God. It is getting late, isn't it? <laughs> but you know what? Well, because also you watch that guy today. He's minus four. Like, jeez, <laughs> not having the best year. Yeah, yeah I know he's trying to pump his tires on a one-year deal, but that's not the best spot to do it. Yeah. No. Who's sh- like? What he like his top six role on any playoff team? Like, what the hell would it be? It's you got to say mean, Boston's a team that might trade for him. Why Do- double retain though? Oh yeah. This might be crazy, but like, why not just go cheaper and try and get Shane Gossett's bear? I feel like if you're people, teams are stupid. No, like it, Philly, who, by the way, traded away Shane Gossett's bear with a second, then replaced him this a year later by signing Anthony D'Angelo, who was a healthy scratch last night. Yep. We, we, <laughs> we almost pinged that too. Cause remember we had last year, you, you had underrated players or bounce back I did players. Ping that. It's Shane also Gossett's not even bear. a ping. You just have yeah. to watch him play. Like, <laughs> Yo, yeah, he's a not good defensive offensive defenseman. There's guys who are making seven and a half million dollars who do that. Like seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Which players making? I'm just saying in general, it's a generalization. Okay, okay sorry. It's just a general one. number. Not no 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 specific players. No, it's, it's, it's general. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then you look at the Hurricanes who traded him. How's Brent Burns doing this year? Probably way better than D'Angelo. Probably twenty points in twenty-seven games. Not bad. Not bad. But anyways, getting back to the most important team in the NHL, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, William Nylander, what a week. Seven points in three games. Mitch Marner, the goal, the point streak continues. 23 yep. games. I mean, awesome. It was funny because Austin Matthews' line, the first two shifts, touching it. Like, chances, like, the puck touches were there. The offense was there. And then after that, like, they didn't have to do anything <laughs> at all. And so it was just like kind of like a, a night off. That, that like. first line is getting better, though. Oh, they much look better. so much this better. This week, they were way better than the last week. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're generating offense off of one another a yeah. lot better, especially like the – it was – we saw an, a Nylander. The puck was tipped off of a Calgary defenseman, but it was a nice feed from Austin Matthews up to William Nylander, and then bang. Even on the Michael Bunting goal, that was Austin Matthews to William Neal. Uh, sorry, William Nylander. Um, he had the he had the puck for a while there, and then sent it uh, to the point. Austin Matthews off the one timer. Michael Bunting cleans it up in front. Like they're using each other very well. And I mean, Bunting's had another goal. One of these, the Anaheim Duck. Oof. Anaheim Ducks are pretty much last in every single category. And it's interesting because. 
That's the team that kind of started the shitstorm in Toronto. Not started, but that peaked the shitstorm. What was that, a month ago? A month and maybe a month and a half ago now? Wow. Yes. The game where Marner smashed his stick. And since then, one of the best runs we've seen in Leaf history in the regular season. So In Leaf history, 100%. But honestly, it, you look back, it's like, how did they blew a lead to this team? It's unfathomable, even on the road. Yeah. like. And then they come to 7 nothing. honestly, like casual 7 nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even want them to think about this game. I want them to pretend like they didn't even play. Like, I, actually, as like a Leafs fan, I wanted them to pretend like they never played this game because only, I don't want to say only bad things can come out of it, but like, like what does a seven nothing win do to you against like literally? It, it's like what? It's like um, what's the movie? The Longest Yard when the prison team fights the guard team. The guard team wanted to f- wanted to beat the prison team because it's like a tune up game, right? This is almost like what it is. It's like a confidence boosting game. That's all it is. Except we won. How did, no, how we, did, well, we won. How did Longest yeah. Yard end again, Jason? <laughs> they lost, but <laughs> I mean, like the mentality behind the guard team is it's like a tune-up game. That's, you know what I mean? Anyways, I just yeah, yeah. I I see what you're saying. The but logic anyways. is fantastic. The movie reference is a zero <laughs> out of ten. What you don't like that movie? I love the movie. It's just. The logic, the, the logic doesn't match the movie. Like you might as well match it to, I don't know, Happy Gilmore. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Hockey movie, apparently. Yeah, hockey movie, apparently. But anywho, in this one, um, so I I did want to bring up one interesting question that that Mike Johnson was asked on Overdrive uh yesterday it was, um, and he was a little bit stifled. And I'm wondering if you guys are the same sort of way. What areas do the Leafs need to address right now, if there are any? Secondary scoring. Secondary scoring, you're still on that one? Correct. Yep, I think so as well. Are there any players you have your eye on? Uh, can I... No matter I don't, how... I don't, I'm not no matter to, how expensive. I'm not trying to be like like an ASS about this answer. Whoever the best guy available is. That's because the Leafs are in a current situation where if they continue playing as well as they are, I don't think they should be that picky. I think they should just... You're a, you have a good team. You know you want to add. Add the best player available. That's it. Who, whoever, Even if it's a defenseman, I, I'd be okay with it. I'd rather be a forward. So that's why you're asking left wing, center, right wing. Whoever's the best available. If you can get Patrick Kane, that's sick. You probably <laughs> cool. can, okay? So, you know what? Fortunately, also, there are some potential, potential targets... For the trade deadline, and they're from Ontario. That's true. Who who am I? Who am I, is, is that? Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat. Is he from Ontario? Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly. Ah, both are from. I would take Ontario. both of those guys. And I would also. Yeah, you're gonna roll your eyes at this. One. I would take James Van Riemsdyk. Wow, you know what? That's a actually a very good fit for a team. I would team. take James Van Riemsdyk. The only problem is Way you have to where? find a second team to retain for sure because his contract is huge. an abomination. Why? Seven million. Jake wasn't playing again this year. No. So then you don't. Uh, you don't. Well, I huh. think that we're already kind of exceeding the cap without Jake. Muzzin. Uh, who's? I don't know how much space we have with just with him out. I would look that up because uh, it would have to. You'd have to retain one time. One time. One yeah. time retain. Yeah. Then I think you're okay. Because his cap hit is seven million dollars, but still score for me. I feel like that is that. I don't know if that's a big enough move for me to be satisfied. Because that, if you do that, that's the only move you it can. It might make. not. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. I, I, anyways, I just I like to. I'm. I, oh, I would love to get any whoever they can get. That's best. The best player available they can get. Yeah. I, I think 
you circle, like you said, you circle on Bo Horvat and Ryan O'Reilly probably as the top two most realistic options as of now. I don't think Kane is going to come to a non-U.S. market. If I had to guess, yeah, he's a. We've seen it a hundred times. He's an American guy, exactly. Wherever he wants. Uh, I don't know if Taves is even going to get traded. We'll see. He might not want to. Right. He's going to want to stay. Is that like what? He's got three Stanley Cups. Yeah. The grind of the playoffs. Like some guys just. Don't want to do it. Yeah, fair enough. You he's know playing what? well, I believe, this year. I believe he has some – he's putting up points, but Chicago is terrible. Oh, no, 14 points in 25 games. Eh. The <laughs> one guy I'm kind of interested in is Timo Meyer in San Jose if he'll be available. That will be – That would be an interesting one because he's signed for the next couple of years, no? Or is, it, is he – No, that UFA? was Hurdle they signed. Okay. Is he – UFA after this I year? I do believe he is a UFA. He is a UFA after this year. That is correct. That. that is correct. Wow. Yeah, that would be another. He's good. Throws the body. So I gave a cop-out answer. You guys, tell me some names. Give me a I name. I was going to say Bo Horvat. I, I yeah. really love that name. He's scoring a ton this year, which is unfortunate because by you know by the time he gets to the Leafs, the regression is going to be in full effect there. <laughs> but him or Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, like, Ryan O'Reilly has won a cup great both ends of the ice can produce offensively he's like a bear getting up and down that ice and he, he gets up and down the ice very fast too so that would be a great way to bolster that third line because as we said like Pontus Holmberg is a solid player I would love for him to be a camp replacement for looking into the future looking into my crystal ball I think he can be a camp replacement just the things that he does um on the pot like uh, getting himself the puck, the way that he protects the puck, the, like his ability to generate good plays, we'll call them, when he has one hand on the stick is incredible. It's almost like I've, I've never seen this from a depth player before, ever. And he's a rookie. However, like, do you really need him? Are you really fighting for him to be in your playoff roster? Not really. Can he play? move him to the wing? Like, sure, why not? And but then also, move down David Camp. Like, all it does is, okay, now it's a battle. Now it's, ooh. oh, who wants to play in the playoffs? Which there I think go. is not a bad thing. Okay, I'm going to hypothetical trade. 2023 first-round pick, Nicholas Robertson, and 2024 second-round pick for Bull Horvat. Are you accepting that trade? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, would I would just do it out of pure frustration with, first of all, Nick Robertson's hurt, which is not his fault, but... Just pure frustration with what's been going on with Nick Robertson. Just the, him being in and out of the lineup. I'm not talking about the injury that happened. That's terrible. Before that is what I'm like mostly referencing, right? He didn't play many games for us. So if that's the way that we view him, like get get us a player who'll play every day. But then they started putting him second line, so it's like yeah, that's true. But that was more of a result of injury than because they wanted to, right? You're right. So, um, I mean. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Nick Robertson becomes a fine player. It's just the issue is, yeah. really, <laughs> is he the player we need right now? That's the question. The issue is, yes, you have to get past the first round of the playoffs, please, for the love of God. <laughs> like I, I hate to sound desperate, that game thirty of this regular season, but like you have to, you have to find the best player available. And I mean, it was also brought up in the same overdrive episode that Mike Johnson has in on. Good word, I think he called it, that the Leafs could have gone after Taylor Hall at that trade at the trade deadline in 2021, but they didn't. They wanted to go after the the veteran, the heavy forechecking player, good defensively, and look what happened. He injured his back, and we ended up out of the first round yet again. 
Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. So. Like, would Taylor Hall have helped? I, I think so. Taylor Hall is a heck of a player. I definitely would have helped. That's for sure. So kind of a surprising thing he slipped in there, because I don't know if that's been reported on before. I've never heard I that. Sw- that I think I feel like I remember Bob McKenzie saying that over the summer. Maybe I'm this wrong. Summer? Maybe maybe it wasn't Bob McKenzie. I feel like I remember hearing it this past summer. I hadn't heard that it. it was, that's why I, I messaged yeah. you guys right away. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, how very interesting. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I yeah I wish we got him. Any players that catch your eye, Jake? Uh, you talked about one guy on the St. Louis Blues, Ryan O'Reilly. What about Vladimir Tarasenko? Yeah, um, the only the only tough part, no trade clause. So that, that's uh, obviously a hurdle he's to a get guy. over. Yeah, they well he's he wants to be traded. He's wanted to be traded for like two yeah, years. Yeah, but does he want to come to Toronto? Yeah, right, right? right, you never know. Um, yeah. Any other ones? Uh, maybe I just throw out names. You guys what about tell me. Think. I was We've been circling this wagon for a while. How about Trevor Moore? Any He's going to get signed. He's going to get re-signed? Yeah, I think so. What about Sean Monaghan? No, thanks. No. Yeah, he's he, he he didn't play tonight because of injury. I mean, that's why I got to watch more of Sean Monaghan. Monahan. I got to see how he's doing this year. I, it, it looks like he's bouncing back, which is awesome to see for his career because he's, he is a pending, first, pending rest, unrestricted free agency. Yeah, 17 points in 25 games. Great to see for him. However, is that the best thing you can do? He should try to go back to Montreal if he can. Uh, yeah, I That'd think be that's the best for his like stock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. How about this one? Kind of a wild one. Another Vancouver player. This one might not make any sense, but maybe this guy is not happy with the situation there, so he wants to trade out because he's going to be UFA next year and explore the free agent market anyways. But Andre Kuzmenko, I know, I, I understand he signed there originally, <laughs> but like maybe he sees what's going on inside the dressing room and says, "Hey, I don't want anything to do with this." Yeah, th- that that's an interesting. Because I, I doubt, if, I think they're gonna try to sign him at, for like, sure. Like, but if, but if, with what cap room? And if they don't see a deal much? getting done, they should absolutely trade him. Like hey, they should be focusing Andre on Kuzmenko. You know who we got? We got the warning from firsthand on that one. Ethan Warwick. Oh yeah, on our episode with him, that he he's gave a stud. Us, he said right away, "Oh, this guy's very, very good." So that was kind of. So wait, is he a UFA after this year? He's an RFA or a UFA. He's a UFA. He's wow. twenty-seven. Wow. So he is Status a UFA. UFA. Wow. UFA. He's not UFA. Mm. That, now that is a name. I yeesh. wow. Yeah, sure. One hundred percent. Like imagine well being year. in that dressing room. Okay, your your coach. Like, what if Bruce Boudreau gets fired? You don't like the new. Who, what if you don't like the new coach who comes in? Right. Like, there's so many scenarios where Russian. things things are already going terribly there. It doesn't take a lot for them to get like much worse. So that's no. interesting. I like that. That's a great, uh, great little mm. contribution there. That's a guy. That's a name that you go into the Chris Johnson Twitter circles and you you throw out there. Yeah. And you sound pretty smart. Throw it out there. <laughs> what a name, Jason! Holy moly! We should start that rumor right now. Yeah, let's start. Yeah, Kuzmenko's <laughs> going to get traded. I'm hearing Andre Kuzmenko. I'm hearing from uh, the voices in my head that Andre Kuzmenko is on the block. Um, yeah, obviously, th- I think they're like, is it, no duh, they're going to try to sign him. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 96 born, having a heck of a start to the season. But like you brought up, does he want to stay there? So. That's the biggest thing. It's more it's not they I, they have zero control over their decision. I think it's yeah. all about how they how the team play like the management has no control over this decision. It's all about how the team plays on the ice and how he feels the dressing. Mind you, he does have Ilya Mikheyev there who probably went there because of Andre Kuzmenko. I'd have to say maybe they're buddy buddy. But 
Who knows? I don't know, but because of. Not but. because of. I'm sure there was some, not finagling, but I'm sure they were like wanting to go to the same team together. I, I, thought, I thought they played together in Russia. Maybe not. Samsonov and Kuzmenko played together on the world on a, a World Juniors team. Interesting. So there's the slight <laughs> connection. I think the I four and a half or whatever Mikheyev got paid. Was the reason, was the reason yeah. he went there? Yeah, that, that could be it too. <laughs> Who's not playing? But I was, Jason and I were talking about this today. The the thing that sucks for Vancouver is like the moves they made this offseason were not bad at all. They brought in Kuzmenko, mm-hmm. almost a point a game. They brought in Mikheyev. He's got like nine goals in twenty games or twenty two games. I don't know what it yeah. is, even though he was hurt. Like sixteen th- points in twenty five games. It's not, it's, that's that's exactly a four million dollar player. Yeah, like returning value, and they're terrible still. <laughs> Well, why is that? Goalie. Goalie. Yeah. And other things. Goalie. Their defense sucks. And goalie. Their defense is hugely terrible. And I the think. goalies have been hugely terrible for them. 883, too. yes. I can see the numbers are not very good. I don't no, think obviously the defenses are playing very well in front sucks. of them. Their decor has sucked for a couple of years. Yeah. But it has been saved by a goalie who's playing very well. Very, very well. Even though that wasn't reflected, reflected in our 915 save percentage. Yeah. Travis Dermott still hasn't played a game for them this year. Sucks to see. Oh, my God. Tucker Pullman. I hope this is just because of injury. Oh, my God. He's only played three games this year. He, that guy signed through 24-25. Ew. Anyways, <laughs> enough of the elite prospects page of the Vancouver Canucks. It's it's a spectacle. It's worth a, uh, a look at. But um, in terms of other points... What else did we have written down? I uh, talked about we were going to talk about maybe Bo Horvat as a fit for the Leafs. We kind of already did talk yeah, about that. Um, that. I think this is a this kind of lumps into what we're talking about. We talked about it. We were texting about it a little bit today. Just Dubis tenure as Dubis's tenure as a whole, navigating the trade deadline and how we think that should impact the end of the season, uh, the decisions that are made with his contractual status. I guess at MLS the end of the season, does, still doesn't have a. A full-time CEO? Yeah, so that's something to consider. But also, as as fans, I guess, and how I, uh, how we, I think, you, you want, do you want to speak on no, this? Because you had, you want to speak on this. Why? You brought it up. Because I don't. <laughs> Why don't you? Okay. All right. Uh, you can make the point. You got you the point. Re- you were well on your way. Yeah, no, it was just uh, the opinion of Kyle Dubas shouldn't be, to, like, shaped around the p- the point of making the first round making it past the first round like, like what fans should want to do with him whether keep him or get rid of him should not be tied to winning in the first round partially it should be i guess but i think the most important thing is navigating this trade deadline correctly and like you said i think essentially the, the question correctly. that you're trying to bring up is how what does Kyle what needs to happen for Kyle Dubas to be viewed in good standing by the yes. end of the year, which is when his contract expires yes. and he needs to be re-upped or he walks away from the Toronto Maple Leafs. What needs to happen? Are you purely looking at results? Do they purely need to get to the conference finals? Do they need to get through at least a round? Do they need to win the Stanley Cup? Is it just results? Or would you be happy? This team's well on the way to the playoffs. Add that in. Would you be happy... If they added a big fish for a great price at the deadline and the results still weren't there up to your expectations. I would be happy, yes. 
I would be happy because again, I think the most important thing in sports, because sports are random, hockey is by far the most random sport. If you are not, if you don't have a good process, which I think we've showed signs of over the past two years, I thought some of the things and some of the moves we made were not good process in my opinion. Like you talked about Taylor Hall, Felino. That exactly. That's once. That's yeah. something that's clearly like bad process. Even if you had to give more for Taylor Hall than what Boston gave, I doubt that was the case. But even if you did. I don't I don't I don't know how in a world you would trade for Taylor Hall ever. Or sorry, how would you trade for Nick Felino ever over Taylor Hall? I don't know how that's even possible in my head. Like they're completely two completely different players. Yep. They're completely different. One is like a, like is the equivalent of getting Phil Kessel for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yep. The other is ended up not even playing for you. I'm sorry. He yep. was essentially a fourth line guard. And then it's not even like it was a freak incident and then he played well. He literally got waived this year. He was on waivers. He's been playing. He's well back this year. now. He's playing a little bit better now. But it, I mean that that bottom six for Boston has been riding the most insane on ice shooting percentage I've ever seen. It's crazy. Yeah. But whatever. He's still playing okay. It's it's just still like that's bad process. I thought the goalie moves this past summer were bad process. I might be wrong, but there were some things in the past that I think were we can confidently say were not good process, and. Yeah, it's, it's the most important thing is that show, show me a correction in the process and I'll and I'm okay with you staying. So you're saying this trade deadline is of importance. Yes. Yeah, and if I and if we're wrong about the goalies then that's another thing, right? I don't it is we're only 31 games into the season, I think. 30 29 31 30 or 31. 30 around, 31 right? anyways. Call it. We're only a few games into the season. Like not a few, it's still 30 games, but still like that's not enough to evaluate goalies, I think. Right? We've seen plenty of goalies play 26 game seasons and look amazing and then next year like like i'm thinking of the the columbus goalies uh Merzlikens Merzlikens. and uh the guy that robbed the leafs in the in the play-in number 70 corpus 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 both those guys look great over like 20-ish game stretches and then they stunk right corpus has been terrible this year yeah so Merzlikens has been sorry Merzlikens. see i get them confused Merzlikens is the one they paid and he's been horrible yes Correct. But, but anyway. also, like you said, like also Shalgren's played like 10 of the 31 games. Yes. Which so is, it's like you were judging them on both on 10 games so far. Yes. But that, yeah. So that's part of it, right? If that continues and Shalgren ends up playing a third of our games this year and I don't know, he has to play in the playoffs or something like that, that's obviously not a success. It's going to be tough to define what exactly is success for these goalies, but I feel like we'll know it when we see it and it's way too early to tell. Do you guys want to hear something good? Let's hear it. Matt Murray. 10 games played. Ilya Samsonov, 10 games played. Eric Schalgren, 10 games played. Correct. <laughs> Nine starts for Schalgren and then 10 starts for Samsonov and Murray because Schalgren had to come into that third period, and big third period that led to the Leafs win against Boston. But yeah, he, they've each played a third of essentially just over a quarter of the season. A, a third of the season. They've each played a third of the third of the season. So, yes, to say, oh, Kyle, you did it again. You fixed our goaltending. It is 10 games apiece. And one of them, and both of them got injured in that it's stretch, long, too. Long it's a long, road. long season. Unfortunately, it is fun to just go back on all the Sens fans that were like, Hot Pierre Summer, we're we're going to the playoffs again. 
you guys suck. You took Matt Murray. It's fun to dunk on them, but like there's still a long, long way to go in this season. Yeah. So that is a good point that you brought up. And I, I, I don't have much else to say other than that. I mean, I like what your point was. I mean, if, if look, the Leafs are riding the most insane stretch of hockey that we've in our lifetime have ever seen from the Leafs. Like, 3 4 was the other one where they're like, oh, that's the longest point streak. People are struggling to find a bad thing to say, literally. In a market where you could find, like, where they use a coach's misquote as a bad thing to say, where they exactly. use anything. Exactly. This is the most insane stretch of hockey we've ever seen from the Leafs. But if they go to the trade deadline and they don't address anything they and then fall flat in the first round or they bring back just Scott Mayfield or Luke Shen and that's it at the trade deadline i don't i don't know how i'd feel about that one going into the off season brother i'll tell you that for free and i don't know how the media would feel and i don't know how fans would feel and by i don't know on the media and fan side they're gonna rip your head off well here's the thing especially considering a lot of players at the deadline seem to be in situations where it's likely they're going to be traded so they may have a say in the spot they may go yeah and you look at the standings and my god there's four teams that are like pretty i don't want to say pretty far ahead but boston new jersey toronto and vegas are like all around 70 percent point percentage or more so it's an easy way to just look at those teams and say okay yeah patrick kane where do you want to go well probably boston they're at number one easy Bo Horvat, you're from from Ontario. I think just outside of Toronto. I don't know exactly where. But uh yeah, London area, I want to call it. Leafs are second in the in the division. Am I correct where do you go? to say is Bo Horvat from Middlesex or is that Travis Konechny? Who I would say you're the only one who would know that off the top of your He's head. He's from London. So. London. A- according to Where do you play yeah. minor hockey though? That's more important. Travis Konechny is also from London. Bo Horvath played on Elgin Middlesex. Does he have a brother? He played on Mil- he, he played on Elgin Middlesex. There we go. I got it right. Here we go. Let me check. I don't. That's just in my brain. Yes, he wrong. did. He played Elgin right, Middlesex yeah. and then five games for St. Thomas Stars Junior B. Wow, what a win! What a win. Anyways, but yeah, and it is interesting. Like the, all the names that we threw out there have like been staples to their team. They've been. Long, we've, they've been with all these teams for a long time. All the GMs and all the owners are going to want to do well by the players for sure. on these. Like, How can you just kick Bo Horvat to wherever the hell, just take care, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out through all of this, like through all you've been through? You traded Corey Schneider for hit, to pick him eighth overall, which was a reach. He wasn't even a point of game in his draft year. And then you called him up early. To, he's been through the ups and downs of this franchise. Like, why wouldn't you try to do well by the player? Yeah, As I think you should. Will. Right? Ryan O'Reilly brought you a cup. Part of the biggest trade ever. And more ups and downs. Captain of the team? He's yes, captain, right? Least. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You smirked at me. And I'm not mentioning it. Yeah. So he's like, yeah he And you know what? He's been very very good in the playoffs like even if it doesn't reflect all in total scoring in the playoffs his impacts have been very very strong Even the Smythe, right? 
he did win the cup. I mean, if he goes to a contending team, they're instantly favorites. That's I feel like he's that much of an impact player. Maybe Kane, to be fair. Yeah, no, I'm Maybe not saying like over. One. Yeah, yeah. Those are just elite yeah. players. The players at the level we very rarely see moved at the deadline. 100%. Who was the best player moved at the deadline last year? I, I feel I feel like we said that about Taylor Hall over the last three years. No, He's Taylor been the best Hall didn't player. Move at the no, I mean like over the last three years. I remember talking uh, thinking y- that Taylor Hall was like the best in recent memory. He was up there, yeah. Mark Giordano was a very good player. Mark Giordano's stud. He's an awesome player. How good is Mark Giordano? Holy smokes. Like Brett Kulak. No. Ricard Raquel. Andrew Kopp. Arturi Lekkonen is probably the best Arturi player. Arturi Lekkonen. Arturi Lekkonen was a good Nick one. Nick Letty was traded for. I'm reading all of yeah. them. Flurry. That was a huge But one. these are these guys are not, I'm sorry, not in the same stratosphere. No, is there someone we're missing that got traded last yes, year? Yes, we are. Nick Paul. No, okay. Claude Giroux. There you Claude Giroux. <laughs> There's a big one. We mentioned Nick Paul. I just, I'm just reading them in <laughs> chronological order. That's all. I know. I know. Brandon Hagel. Toffoli. Yeah. Nick Ritchie. Yeah, uh, Ben Chirot, Ben Chirot. Brady Shea. So Giroux, Giroux is good, but Giroux is not as good as uh, some of these guys. I don't think at this Giroux point. Giroux is not as career. good as uh, Patrick Kane, or probably doesn't have the playoff impact of a Ryan O'Reilly. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, we are still in December. We're not even through the new year yet, but talks are going to pick up. Uh, these this, are the a these good players going to get traded in January. Yeah, for these sure. are some yeah. good preliminary talks. I would say. And it did come up because we are playing a team that's like the vultures are going to feast on. And that's where the ideas started to flow. And I mean, how much more can we say the Leafs are the most important team in the NHL and are playing amazing hockey right now? No other way to say it. Like, have you, I, I find people like are complaining about Justin Hall in some of our comments. And I'm like, well, like, what mistake has he made in the last three weeks? Yeah, he's played really well. It's just yeah. not three weeks, but the last two weeks. What mistakes has he made? I feel like none, honestly. It's Other than throwing the any. puck like he's Justin Herbert. Puck management's still not good, but he's played yeah. really well. Yeah. He's playing as well as Justin Hall can, right? So, yeah, just something something to bring up. Any uh, Anything else you guys had on the, on the docket? Uh... Maybe a quick little around. Well, Ovechkin got his 800th goal. 800th goal tonight. Honestly, incredible. Good for him. Good for Gary Bettman for not taking the top spot on NHL.com. That's very important. (laughs) Thank you for allowing Alex Ovechkin. Such a generous man. Such a generous man. I have no idea where we would be Honestly, let's take the next hour and talk about the rink boards and how great the digital display advertising. I was actually one of the people pulled. Yeah, I was pulled as well, and I told him I loved them. (laughs) So very much. And then I, I only watch because of the... That's yeah, why I that's watch why, hockey. Yeah, I like watching the... Whenever it, it does the animation, it's my favorite. Because the puck goes around and it looks like it's on fire. It had nothing to do with the fact that he said, you'll never see your family ever again. <laughs> answer the way I tell you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I also like how when we went there to do the poll, there was someone dressed like him wearing a mustache. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, if you want to get that joke, go look at our Twitter. Anyway, at the rink rap yes, report. Yes, exactly. At rink rap report. So. But, yeah, Alex Ovechkin, 800. Um, Jack Eichel placed on injured reserve. I didn't get a chance to look at that, but that's pretty huge. Wow. So, that's uh, unfortunate. Yeah, it kind of stinks. Um, and then, yeah, I think we talked about it earlier, the Edmonton Oilers being poopy pants. But 
anywho, I, 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 that's all I had for this week. I mean, what a great week of hockey. Yep. Nothing to complain about. <laughs> Only thing to complain about is what everything that's come out of the Board of Governors meeting. Is that what it's called? Pretty well, yeah. yeah. The Board of Governors meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Salary cap not going up as much as we thought. Originally, it was supposed to be $4 million. Now they're saying it's only going to be one. I feel like this happens every single year. Well, yeah, it's all to s- all in a large plot to screw the Leafs, right? Because they're the only team affected by salary cap. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Anywho, anyways, thanks everyone for listening. Go Leafs, go.